We now take you into a service already in progress where Pastor Ashish exhorts the congregation and leads them in making the declaration. And right after this is a life-changing message for you. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing to many people. I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. You know, as we get into this Christmas season, just look at some themes around, around Christmas and the coming of Jesus Christ into this world. And this morning, I just want us to just think about the fact that the greatest love ever known is the love of God. The greatest love ever known to man is the love of God. And it was demonstrated to us to the coming of Jesus Christ. The greatest love that you will ever know in your life is God's love for you. The greatest love that you will ever experience in your life, even though it seems intangible, it seems an abstract concept, the love of God, somebody whom I've never seen or touched or felt. I mean, how am I going to experience his love? Even though it seems at this moment an abstract concept, the greatest love that you will ever experience, that you and I will ever experience, is the love that God has for us. Amen? Now, as human beings, we all have the need to be loved, to love and to be loved, it's inherent within each of us. We need, we have this need to be loved, to be accepted. And yet we all know that human love, even though we wish it was so wonderful, so dependable, the reality is that human love has its limits. It has its boundaries. It can only go so far, it can only last so long, it can only put up with so much. But the love of God, the Bible tells us and reveals to us, is a love that knows no boundaries in time. It's an everlasting love. As human love is there today and could be gone tomorrow, or at least day after. Not so with the love of God. It's an everlasting love. He says in Jeremiah 31, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Which means, today in church, He loves you. Wednesday, and everything seems to be going wrong, He still loves you. Friday, and things like, man, it's my crucifixion day. <laughs> when things are totally wrong and, and, and you think everything is, maybe God's forgotten me. The fact is, 
he still loves you. His love is a never-ending love. It doesn't end. It doesn't even end when we mess it up real bad. Or we think, man, I've messed up so bad. Maybe God's going to stop loving me. But he doesn't. Because his love is an everlasting love. It's not a reason to go and mess up, but even if we do, even when we do, he loves us with an everlasting love. His love transcends all measurements of time and space. Ephesians 3 says, Paul says, I want you to know the love of God, the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height of it, which actually is immeasurable. So his love knows no limits in time. His love knows no limits in measurement. Length and breadth or space. It's, it's immeasurable. So how much does God love you? Immeasurable. You can't put a number to it. You can't put some dimensions on it. It's immeasurable. It means you can go as far as you want toward, towards the east. You can go as far as you want towards the west. You can go as far as you want up north. You can go as far as you want down south. He still loves you. It's not an excuse to wander away from God. But it's here to help us realize we can never walk far away, too far away from his love for you. And his love is beyond our ability to understand. It's beyond human understanding. You wonder, how could he still love me? We don't understand. You wonder, why would he still love me? You don't understand. But he still does. Amen? So the love of God is simply to be experienced. You just have to come and receive. Say, Lord, I accept the fact that you love me from everlasting to everlasting. You love me through time. You love me through all my ups and downs in life. You love me when I've been faithful and I've been unfaithful. You love me when I did it right and when I did it wrong. You love me just through everything. And Lord, you love me when I was close to you. You love me when I seemed so distant from you. Lord, you love me when I think I understand why you love me. And Lord, you love me when I don't even know why you love me. So I just want to receive your love. I just welcome it. I receive it. I allow myself to be embraced by this unconditional immeasurable, unending love of God. And the Bible tells us, we look at just 
few verses here. In Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians 1, 3 to 6. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he made us accepted in the beloved. What is verse 4 telling us? It tells us he chose us in Christ even before the foundation of the world. And he planned that we should stand before him holy and without blame, covered, clothed, embraced in his love. He said, before the foundation of the world. That means, even before God created the earth, put man on it, he being love, God is love, saw through time and he said, I love you. I love that person. Even before the foundation of the world. Now can you just imagine this? God saw through time. He saw that Adam and Eve that he would create would sin and disobey him. And put everything he created into total chaos. And he still went and created man. Because of love. He saw that this world which was originally designed to be ruled by man. And be under man's dominion. Would be given over into the hand of an adversary. A rebellious angel. He still went and created us because of love. He saw through time and he saw the moment when one of himself, the Son of God, would have to empty himself and become like a man and walk in the dirt and mire of this world among sinners. And worse still, be nailed on the cross, be humiliated by man, by sinful man. Be nailed on the cross. So that the sins of the whole world put upon him. He saw through time that deity had to be clothed with humanity. And be put to such shame. That I'll still create them. Because I love them. He saw that moment when the son of God would have to descend into the lower parts of the earth. And go into the regions where even angels fear to tread. A place that was reserved for the devil and his angels. And he said, I'll still do it because I love them. So how great is his love for you and me? If he would leave heaven to come to earth. And he said, I'll do it because of love. From the foundation of the world. He saw through time. And he said, I'm going to have you. Standing before me, holy and without blame, covered in my love. Today, as a believer, when you stand before God, you're standing holy and without blame, covered with His love. 
And then it tells us in verse 6 that because of this redemption that we have, or, or he has made us, he has made us accepted in Christ. So you're holy without blame and you're accepted. You are loved and you're accepted by God. You are loved and accepted by God because he loves you. So when you come to pray, you don't have to come with a sense of guilt and shame and condemnation. He doesn't want that. When you come to worship, you don't need to come with a sense of guilt, shame, condemnation, inferiority. He doesn't want that. He died to take that away so that you could come as a person who knows that you're holy, you're loved, and you're accepted by God. Amen? I want to just impress on this, uh, this thought upon our hearts. If you turn me to John, the 17th chapter, Jesus prays in verse 23, as he talks about giving us the glory, sharing with us the sonship glory, he says in verse 23, I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. I want the world to know, and I want them to know, that you have loved them as you have loved me. Now this is something even I'm trying to digest. That the Father loves me just as much as he loved Jesus. The Father loves you just as much as he loved Jesus. That's what he prays. That they may know that you have loved them just as much as you have loved me. Which means you and I as believers, we have same access to the things of God as Jesus did while he walked on the earth. Same access. The Father would not do something for Jesus and withhold it from you because he loves you just as he loves Jesus. Do you believe that? So as I read the Gospels and I see Jesus doing miracles and I see Jesus hearing from the Father and I say, Lord, it means you will speak to me the way you spoke to Jesus. You will work through me the way you worked through Jesus because you love me as much as you loved Jesus. Amen? There's no difference. That they may know that you have loved them just as you have loved me. I just want to address two kinds of people and then we're going to pray. One, there may be some of us sitting here and we've wandered away from God. We've messed up real bad. We've done all kinds of wrong things. And maybe it was our own rebellion. Maybe it was bad company. Maybe it was just things in life that took us astray from God, away from God. And you're sitting here this morning and saying, you know, I want to get right with God. I want to know him as my father. I want to receive this love, this unconditional love. I've searched for love a thousand places and I found there is no enduring love here on earth. 
But I want to receive this love that God has for me, which he revealed to me through his son, Jesus Christ. I want to receive that. There may be some people here this morning. And I want to invite you in a few minutes from now just to come up and, and receive God's unconditional love for you. Doesn't matter how far you've gone away from God. Doesn't matter how much you've strayed. Doesn't matter what kind of things you've done. He's willing to forgive. He's willing to put things back together in your life. And he's willing to make you the person, the man, the woman he designed you to be. Because of his love. Amen? But you know, many of us believers, we also struggle with receiving this unconditional love of God. Because for us, everything must be earned. Especially for those of us who, you know, maybe we've grown up in religion. And religion has taught us, you know, you've got to pay for everything. Nothing comes free. But the Bible says this love is given to us freely. So the only thing you and I can do is to receive that love. And many of us believers, we struggle to receive that unconditional love, to come to a place within ourselves knowing that we are loved and accepted by God no matter what. We struggle with it. Sometimes we believers struggle because we've seen the wrong kind of models in our lives. The only fatherhood figure we've ever had is, a, is an abusive father or is an absentee father or is a father who was there but really didn't care or was a father who, who only... You know, who did things based on merit. You earned everything you got from him. And that's the only understanding of fatherhood some of us have. And even though we are saved and become believers, when we talk about God being a father, the only thing we can think of is the father who made us earn everything. And so it's so difficult for us to get rid of that understanding of fatherhood and come to a place where we say the fatherhood of God truly is unconditional love. And many of us believers struggle with that. But this morning, we're going to pray. We're going to go from a place where we try to earn the love of God to be where God wants us to be, whereas we only receive that love. It's an unconditional love of the Father towards us. It's not based on merit. It's not something we earn. It's a love that we experience. And you know, through that love comes everything else. Comes forgiveness of sins, comes healing for our bodies, comes breaking and deliverance from every bondage. When you know that God loves you, you know He will heal you, he, you know He will forgive you, you know He will deliver you, you know He will set you free. It's coming to that place of saying, God, I accept the fact that I am loved. I receive the fact that I am accepted in you because of what Jesus Christ did for me on the cross. When you wake up five days from now, it doesn't change. You're still loved and accepted by God. This love that knows no limits in time, knows no limits in in, in measurement, it's immeasurable, it's unconditional, it's always there. He still loves you.
And from there, you can walk with confidence. I am loved and accepted by God. I'm loved and accepted by God when everything is right. And I'm loved and accepted by God when everything seems wrong. I'm loved and accepted by God. God is for me. He's for you. Amen? This is the greatest love we will ever know. The love of our creator God. If there's anyone here and you say, you know, I need to come for prayer. I want to be prayed for this morning. I wandered away from God, but this morning I know, I've heard that He loves me unconditionally. I want to just go forward and say, God, I want to accept that love. I want to receive that love. Or maybe you're a believer. You've been a believer for a while, but for you, love meant it had to be earned. But this morning you've heard it's the unconditional love of God. It's a love that He he loves us because He is love. And you just need to come and be prayed for. Maybe you need to receive healing in your body. Maybe you need a divine intervention in a circumstance. Maybe you're bound with some habits that you know are wrong, but you can't break free from. When you embrace the love of God, that's the opening, that's the key, that's the door that opens you to your deliverance, to your freedom. So whatever it might be this morning, as we just just wait in the presence of God, I want you to come if you need prayer. Just to come and meet with any one of these people here. And they'll pray for you. Whatever your life situation might be. Whatever the tug on your heart might be. If you feel that you need to come for prayer. You just need somebody's help to pray this morning. Come meet one of these people here. They'll pray with you. Father, because of love, I pray this morning that souls will be saved. Because of love, I pray, oh God. The lives will be set in the right direction. Because of love, Father, I ask that hearts will find Jesus this morning. Because of love, Father, I pray that broken lives will be made whole. Because of love, I pray that sicknesses and diseases will be healed. That bondages will be broken because of love. Lord, this morning what the doctor says is incurable. Your love can cure. Your power can make whole this morning. And so we're believing God for sicknesses and diseases and demons of afflictions to leave. We're believing for incurable diseases to be made whole. To be people to be healed of those things. Because of your love, I pray that addictions and bondages and sinful patterns that have controlled people for years will be broken in this place today because of love. Let your love flow, God, and people experience your love this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also, visit our website www.apcwo.org 
for additional resources thank you for listening and god bless you